Right. I think it's far. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Hello. Hi, Lou. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Oh, just doing fabulous, aren't we? This life is delivering the goods. I'm sitting right here in this, this beautiful park and this beautiful autumn tree and it's a beautiful day, beautiful day to record a podcast. I know, our first one. Woohoo! Yay! Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll give a wee bit of background about why we're here um, and what we're going for. Um, so Dan and I are friends. Um, we share similar ideas about most things um but I'd say you're a lot more articulate than me which is why I called in your services to explain <laughs> putting the, pr- the pressure um, on babe <laughs> yeah get that dictionary out <laughs> um no it just feels like um there's there's a lot of expansive conversations between us mm. and I remember when we were talking and just having this light bulb thinking do you know what people need to hear this because mm. um I'd say, like, even if you and I were talking in a group, people might be going, okay, what is that? You know, where, mm. where are they getting that from? Um, definitely in people that we know in our circles, there's um, not confusion, but just there's nothing really out there to direct people like us. Like, we're coming from, you know, we were both mums, mm. we're both busy lads, we've got, you know, businesses. There's not really, a, like, for me, I say, there's not really a um, contact point or connection there for anything like this. So mm, mm. Um, from my perspective, when, when I was discussing with you, I thought this is a really good idea. Let's just put some, you know, um, titles out there, roll with it, give our perspective on it to create a conversation for people that they can then go and follow up if they like. Mm. leave it or delve in a little deeper because there's so many rabbit holes to fall down mm-hmm. and hey we, we've been in a lot of them hey um so let's see if people some of the work um yeah I, I agree yeah. I mean I think as well when we talked about you know there's so much that we can talk about and there's so many um one rabbit hole kind of leads to another and I'm actually mm. um even tentative about using the word rabbit hole because I think it can kind of have some negative connotations about um, conspiracy and things like that. Yeah. I think um, when we were deciding what to talk about, because I think when you and I talk, we can, you can, you can merge and flow into different topics and it flows quite nicely. But for the sake of, you know, keeping things um, streamlined, I think we decided that sovereignty really is um, the concept of self-sovereignty and individual sovereignty is is really at the forefront of kind of everything else that we want to talk about. Mm. And I think that without understanding or, or being self-sovereign, it's sort of impossible in a way to understand kind of some of those more deeper topics. True. So, it's so paramount. It's such a good foundation um, to come to. And it's also, um, I remember when you and I were talking and I remember saying the first time I heard it I was like what is this word like yes. why is it popping up everywhere it's such a like hot topic you know like like is it like acai bowl or something you know something's just there and people are all chatting around mm-hmm. um, but actually when you look into it and you understand the full concept it it is so important for um, individuals and it's so important for the collective so mm. yeah like you you know we want to go in there we want to give the viewpoints um yeah so i actually decided to google sovereignty (laughs) (laughs) like you were saying most of um most people's understanding of sovereignty really is about um nations or uh you know um 
government institutions kind of governing over a body of people. But when you think about individual sovereignty and the definition I've got here is that individual sovereignty is the concept of property in one's own person Mm -hmm. expressed as the moral or natural right of a person to have bodily integrity and be the exclusive controller of one's own body and life. And I think that last part of the sentence really nails it is that we are, it is our birthright as, as human beings to have control over um, our body and our mind and our spirit. Um, And all three of those things uh, are so important and they all have kind of different aspects within sovereignty itself, but all three of them are, are a birthright. And I think that to be honest, um, the majority of people have forgotten about that. Um, also not even probably explained in the first instance. You know, mm. there's a whole really impressive that that's delivered that definition. definition. Um, it's quite a mouthful, but um, for me, I see it as just self-governing. You are the government of yourself. You self-govern yes. everything in your life. But there's also that, you know, sideline of it where you see these... Um, sort of theories around, you know, we're sovereign and when people go to court and law and they're like, I'm a sovereign person and they use it in the concept of mm. um, a, a self way of going against any systems. You know, they mm. have it as like, this is sovereignty. Um, but actually, for... I see people saying, oh, I'm sovereign, so I'm not going to take that pocket ticket that I got because I don't belong to the law and I'm not mm. that. I see that as a sense of that's even further removed from it because mm. they're, you know, you're you're using it as a way against something. Whereas when you're self-governing, you're coming into yourself, which is complete and wholeness. And when you complete wholeness, you then ripple and create this glorious benefits around you rather mm. than tension or abrasion against other things. Yes. So the, the whole concept of sovereignty and coming into yourself is to then go beyond this level of us and them or mm. that that them and me it's secret it, it, for me it brings oneness and it should never be used yes. in the sense of um, you know people you, you see it you see it they're like how do we fight this and fine that I've got oh I yes know. yeah oh, we, it's so um, true I was actually think, thinking about that as I was walking down to the park um that sovereignty, it, it's, it is confused in a way kind of with anarchy and that is, yeah. that is not the goal of sovereignty. Um, there is the, kind of this fine line in the middle that, that is between, you know, like you said, you know, completely ignoring all the rules and saying I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. There's a way to conduct yourself with sovereignty that is actually, um, you know, uh, socially like right and, and good and I think that's where spirit comes in is kind of um, – living your life authentically and purely, uh, you know, there's, there's um, that kind of eliminates heading down that anarchist yeah. kind of pathway yeah. with it. And, and I guess the law does come into it too. And I think it's interesting. I think that we're living at the moment in this modern world in probably one of the most legally restrictive probably times of our life. And mm. I think that laws are important and um, there are particular laws that are very important that stop people from harming other people, et cetera. Mm. But then I think when you move into those kind of more civic laws, there are many, um, you know, and all of this is debatable, but, you know, say I'm sovereign and I'm born on this earth and I see a beautiful tree over here that I want to climb and there's a big sign in the park saying, you know, don't climb the trees, mm. um, 
I mean, it's sort of multifactorial. Obviously, you don't want to damage the trees. Not everybody can climb them. But there's sort of an element of questioning that stuff instead of just sort of, you know, yeah. and questioning okay, it and making up your own mind yeah. and yeah. realising what's right and can you climb the tree respectfully without damaging it, in which case is it okay to break those rules? And um, I think our sovereignty in a way has been stripped right back through a lot of these um kind of unnecessary civic laws um climbing trees could be a bad example but you know if you know what i'm saying we are very very restricted um (laughs) sometimes i think it sways from one side of the pendulum to the other so another concept if you look up sovereignty usually it will come up to do with a royal family or Mm. someone that's governing um and people just think that's what you know sovereignty is think of a sovereign ring what is Mm. it a ring it's got a, a picture on it of a family that you belong to or something that is you know considered hierarchical you know like yes. royalty um but again like just another way of our words being hijacked by the way you mm. know and taken to misconstruct the meaning Mm. Um, but when you think of it all these ways so it's all on a spectrum of what it actually has been blended into Mm. there's just this center point and the center point is okay I will govern myself and by doing that by making that decision alone you're coming into the oneness and the oneness is Mm. all that we should you know be coming for when all souls and beings Mm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see that it will go from one side of the, you know, pendulum to say, yeah, do this and don't do that, and then do this and don't do that. And no wonder that everyone is so confused or unaware in the middle, going, "Hang on, what do I do?" Oh, do mm. what? The easiest option is just to do what they say. It's just exactly. They say. This is yeah, it. and it's like you know, you cannot blame people. You've been there. I've been there. This way of living of just follow what you're being told to do go to school don't do that sit down there okay come there this time Mm. so you roll through life following these guys they start as little guidelines but then they become just part of your personality that you're Mm. like okay I'm not going to do that because there's a sign on the tree there I'm not going to um try that but then really if you and a lot of this you can even just do somatically like if you sit with yourself Mm. And you think about, we're going to use the tree, we're going to roll with it. So mm. you think about, you're looking at the sign on the tree and you're sitting there on the grass, which is really nice. You're connected to nature, you're grounded. You look at the sign and it says, do not climb the tree. So just sit in silence and think, and see what your body says. It's, mm. You start to tense up because you see the sign. If it's tensing, it doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're looking at that and you're feeling this somatic experience of, just holding on to things then there's a sign there that you know that's not in line with where you are truly at as mm, a mm. so think of that in that, that one sense you know this little concept of that sign mm, mm. that out into the whole world mm. that out into your whole day that's mm. like one moment in your day and you know we've become so unaware as we maneuver our daily routine that we've just cultivated all these patterns and behaviors based mm. on mm. the wrong concepts of mm. being. And I say wrong because to me, it is wrong. To me, like you said at the start, our birthright is to be sovereign. Our birthright. Mm. You are born as a whole being here. Mm. And how you come through your life, yes, there is conditioning. Yes, there are parents, there are friends, there is school, there is outside world. 
will bring you education around things but there does get to a point in life where you start to choose your own path Mm. and you start to look at things and you can just open your eyes a little more and Mm. open your body like this is the point you know there can be a lot that we're not advised to you don't have to Mm. sit in school and sit with how your body feels exactly yeah it's such a good tool I mean I think yeah like the lack of um the lack of spirituality in our world, you know, particularly in a country or, you know, Western countries like mm-hmm. um, Australia or the States, you know, you, you're not guided, um, you're not taught um, really to be guided by any of those, um, you know, that internal compass that we all have that we kind of ignore based on conditioning mm-hmm. or, um, you know, and that's something that's that, you know, I think we want to get into in, in some other podcasts. But I think that with sovereignty, I, I really feel that it has been, sort of stripped away from us in many ways but like you were just saying um the conditioning our, our social conditioning and you know our sort of drive as human beings to be politically correct and this sort of herd mentality of you know if I don't go along with the herd um you know even biologically there are chemicals released that, that mm. you feel fear of death you know it's it's such yeah. a strong instinct as human beings and I think that the way that we're conditioned then is so um, it's so important because if we're not conditioned in the right way, then, um, you know, we can all be going down the wrong sort of path, but out of this fear of kind of being ridiculed by the herd, you sort of um, stick with things that are, that are against, you know, what that kind of internal compass is telling you. And I think that is the ultimate sort of um, the ultimate departure from sovereignty is to go against what you're feeling is right yeah. in your yeah. body, mind or spirit to be, um, you know, part of the herd and that's all sort of through this conditioning. And I think, to be honest, to really get in touch with, I mean, uh, individual sovereignty means different things for different people and people experience it different ways and even you and I talking about it, you know, have different ideas around it. But the ultimate concept um, of it and how to really sort of understand it and experience it to me is to just really start to break down all of that conditioning I mean, it's sort of the yeah, first step, really. really. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, getting in touch with yourself spiritually, all that stuff. I mean, conditioning has such a huge role to play. And I do think at the moment we are living, like I said, in the modern, this, the modern world that we're in has probably the, the highest kind of legal restrictions on how we live just day to day. I think in, these, in the whole of history, we're probably living in a time that's like that. And I would have to say that as well, that our conditioning as human beings right now um, – is probably, you know, the heaviest that it's ever been. Mm. And I think that um, mm. it's sort of um, scary and uh, sort of scary to look around when, when you realise that you're sovereign and you see how many people are not and you see how many people are conditioned. It's sort of, it can be very shocking, I think, and it, mm. it can be um, quite a traumatic path on its own to even go through this process of realising that you're sovereign. I mean, not yeah. trying to be dramatic, but it can well, be I, I it can be really that. confronting. And... It can. And that and it like that again is another sort of layer of that conditioning that you have to remove where mm. that um if you are gonna come to it, if you're gonna decide, okay, this is how I'm gonna live my life now, um, that programming of oh no, that that's selfish, but why are you mm. doing that? That's that's not right for everyone by going mm. into yourself and trying to meet you that way that's not what we do Mm. so in like it's confronting in itself that this we'll call program has been just you know designed that way Mm. so if you try to break out of it you gotta 
face a big hurdle to come out of that and mm, be mm. true in yourself. And for a lot of people, that's really scary. It's really yes. scary. Well, there's a lot of judgment, you know, from yeah. other people. And, you know, you've been you've been living your your life a particular way, you know, since you were born. So to break oh, down yeah. that kind of construct, is, it can be really, you know, people avoid it. People avoid it because it's too hard. Mm. But oh, it's, it's not so important. Your path. Yeah, mm, it's not. Mm. And you're not going to, like, the, you know, it's always going to be, like I have friends that have gone through this and it's it's a conversation where, oh my God, they're so weird. Like what are they mm. doing? You know? And you really just gotta feel like that is water up a duck's back before you're able to come into yourself mm-hmm. to start to remove all of these other layers to it. So mm. that, you know, that's why most people just think, okay, it's fine to go with the flow. It's easier mm. to be that way. And mm. I think I, I don't know if you have, but I've definitely been through that where mm-hmm. and I was a real person. I was like, I don't care what people think about me. Mm. But then again, that was in an I was another layer to itself. But um there was also that feeling of when I was doing things, oh my God, I'm so isolated. I'm the mm. one I'm the only one that's doing this. Like, yeah. Yes. talk about this because and then you're like reaching out trying to grab you and I would be podcast people we'd be mm. like need to listen to something about this to just give me that boost yes to yes say, you're okay you're being, you know it's the right yeah. decision or how then I think like practice. Those doors, you know, when those doors close with some people and the sort of people are thinking you're weird or whatever, you know, like even just you and I becoming friends recently is sort of like all these other new little doors open and you do start to align more with people that kind of have that. So, but I think there is sometimes that period in the middle where you can feel very isolated and lonely, but um, it doesn't last long. You usually kind of magnetize like-minded people, I think. Um, like something like that you just sort of step into it and it's going to be big and it's going to be these big emotions and these big mm. feelings it's, this isn't something that you just you know open the door to and step in very easily mm. it's it's like it's almost like it's a ring of fire because it's testing you mm. to see okay can you continue this if you're going to go down this path it's going to be things that you're going to change your mindset completely through mm. are you ready to do this so yeah it's yeah little, it's, it's just a test Go be very life changing um, though. It's sort of um, it super important, yeah. I think. I mean, super important, super important, even as a race, even like as, as a race of a species, as a human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, the the suppression of our sovereignty. Um, you know, by uh, you know the conditioning, which is all you know through, um, you know, obviously the media, uh, the government, um, legal restrictions. That that you know suppression is coming from the top, and I think as a as a human race we're sort of losing as individuals, losing um, the ability to have different perceptions about the world and, mm. you know, realise that there's not just one way to see things or one way to live. And I think we're so restricted, you know, by that and and really taking away that diversity of perception is is sort of, you know, it's 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 really bad it is it's like <laughs> painted beige and the, yeah. you're not you're not allowed to be yellow you're not mm. allowed to be brown you have to be beige. and there's no you know with that I think there's a huge loss of meaning there's a huge loss mm. of um a deep meaning of what life is and um you know spiritually I think that's that's all been completely squashed you know uh the spiritual side of people has also been kind of really weeded out as um, not important and, you know, we've, everything's become very sort of like physical and what's in the physical world and it yeah. is, is all there is. And I think, you know, historically there have been um, civilizations that have 
you know, run their lives based on spirituality and their whole daily life is focused around spiritual practices. And so you have to remember that, you know, we're born into this time, but you only have to look historically to see that self-sovereign and and societies that are, that respect and honour self-sovereignty are probably having a much deeper experience of life and and a deeper experience of their spirit, Mm -hmm. um, of love, of, um, you know, a whole range of, of different yeah, aspects. Well, this, and yes. we, can, we can, you know, load a trumpet back on the hills and say the difference in who you are as a person compared to, you know, this old life that you used to have. Mm. Yes, times are difficult. Yes, things can get a little bit heated. But, wow, what a perception of the world to have. And even mm. as mums for us, what a way to present parenting to them. Mm. Um, and you know introduce the concept very early on to let Mm. them know that you know this isn't foreign this isn't a weirdo thing to do this is Mm -mm. you know like those people out on the boundaries of life that are living that way Mm. this is the true way and yes you're so right through history that you know civilizations and millennia ago that we were living in this way where we were so connected spiritually and this isn't to say that we all need to return to the earth mm. and abandon you know this material way of living um it's about coming into the way of being where you can balance that you can balance the way mm. of being um sovereign but also we've chosen to come in this time and live within this that's area. right so how can you take those lessons and bring them into your day-to-day life? Because you know what, like there's the, the, the dancing's good, the parties are good, the, mm. the, you know, places that you go are good, meeting people's great, everything's great. So you want to do all these things that mm. allow you to bring that when you've cultivated that sovereignty in yourself, that mm. you go there and you're so true and you're so clear that you are able to become this person that then radiates that out to other people rather mm. than um you know taking it and being oh god we, we're this way we're different from society so we can't blend in we can't mm. be you know that way um and allowing the kids then to see that that is you know that's fine and that's normal stay true yeah. in yourself come into that i agree and yeah. i i had i actually had a few points that i wrote down just you know as mums if if anyone yeah. has children who's listening you know there are um a lot of really nice gradual ways to teach your children how to be sovereign because i think mm. with conditioning and particularly if your children go to uh, a public school or or whatever and they they in that schooling system that that teaching of sovereignty really has to come from the home um and there are mm. some really nice little basic i mean you have three kids i have three kids um all kind of under the age of 7 or 8 and um, so we have the little young, fresh, um, fresh spirits to kind of teach this stuff too, which is so important. And, you know, even just basic stuff like letting kids wear what they want. Um, yeah. If your kid doesn't want to brush their hair before they go out, don't let them brush their hair. You know, yeah. let them go out with knotty hair. Um, it's okay. Another important one I think is it, that's a, it is okay to be angry or sad in public. Um, you know, um, it's normal, obviously, you know, as adults, you want to learn more appropriate ways to deal with that in public. But that as, as children, you know, that kind of stuff shouldn't be suppressed and we're all human beings and should be able to cope with exactly, a child who's yeah. feeling yeah, angry or sad. One. So, That is a yeah. big one about the kids' feelings and this ties into some other things which we'll cover in later topics, but also that sense of, you know, you can feel your feelings wherever you are. There's no yes. like, okay, you can do it at home, but you can't do that out at the soccer pitch. Yeah. Okay, you can do it 
um in the bath but you can't do that in the swimming pool like it's mm. you know like let it be let it you know where is the where's the who's telling you that that's wrong and yeah and you know we we were told that you know well I don't know about you but as a, as a child we were you know it's like oh, mm. behave yourself behave yourself, mm-hmm. behave yourself, behave yourself. Okay, and I think so even I'm behind closed doors there are some um you know, uh, even children are taught not to feel certain emotions at all. You know, if you're angry, it's not okay to be angry. Um, stop being angry. How can you, okay, go away from here until you can stop being angry and then you can come back, you know, like not honouring um, not honoring your own emotions to me is the ultimate insult of, of sovereignty because oh, sure. you're not able to yeah. completely um, be yourself and experiencing yourself in the world and kind of particularly as parents, you know, teaching children that that's wrong is sort of, you know, that's a major part of emotional conditioning that I think is really um, not going to bring people into their highest sovereignty as adults. Yeah. <clears throat> and I find that um, we're just touching on the emotion side. So, you know, if we're guided by them, if you're guided by the emotions of how you are feeling, you're truly connecting to yourself. I mean, we all, mm. um, if we all sort of realise that we can live in this heart-centred way and if we navigate from the heart, then, you know, we're all going going to be in this high frequency. Mm. The the emotions are just like motorways into the heart. So, you Mm. know, it's anger and it's it's in there and it feeds both ways. So recognising that allows it to flow and it allows the heart then to grow and to flourish and become this guiding principle that you mm. use in your sovereignty so you don't need to be like oh god so how do i how do i start doing this how do i become sovereign just tune into your heart okay what's there mm. is, it, is it feeling sadness okay that's sadness it can go is it feeling mm. anger it can go is it feeling yeah joy? let it out you know you don't want to block it or um you know um i think responding with to an emotion that you're having in what's deemed an appropriate way you know mm. that you've been taught um is sort of again totally dishonoring that sovereignty of mm. having your own um you know having your own emotions and expressing them and um and and all of those things like we said before are, are a birthright and yeah, yeah the, I think the conditioning yeah. has a major role to play in in the suppression of all of that yeah no yeah and decades of it for us but I think Mm. the closer that we can bring it in for for children and just Mm -hmm. know that this is this is foundation level this is Mm. as you as you come out and you take a breath you are sovereign you know it's part of that it's that immediacy and just using that approach further way you know mm. as much as we can did you have a few mm. other ways that you had oh I was just having a look actually no um you know a major one I think that is also it is a common practice now though but not forcing children to um hug or kiss somebody if they don't want to mm-hmm. so letting them honor no, their own body that. and their own instincts and letting them kind of um be guided by themselves uh yeah. you know and there's a level of obviously with the age of children I mean I think that should be across the board of, of all ages but another practice that sort of you have to keep in mind with different ages is just teaching children to um when they're eating like let them eat what they feel is right for their body you know mm. you listen to your body feel what your body needs you know you are um particularly as adults and children guided nutritionally if you have a deficiency you might be craving a particular food or yeah. so instead of having this rigid structure of meal times and you must finish your plate until it's until you're full let them let them tell you and experiment with the idea of when are they full? Uh, you know, they'll learn pretty quick when they're getting hungry two hours yeah, later. And, yeah, and but it's so l- funny. sort of trusting them and yeah. giving them giving them that like kind of autonomy and and control over their own body, which is ultimately what sovereignty is. Um, it is always body, always. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want this. You said at the start, it's body, mind, soul. 
So you don't want this disconnect from their mind and their body and their mind saying, oh, mommy says I have to sit down because it's lunchtime, but I actually don't feel hungry and I'm sitting here. And their body, it's so funny with kids, you'll start to see them wiggling around and jiggling yes. and doing all these things. And, you know, like it's their way of their body saying, I'm not hungry. Like, I don't yes. want to eat. Um, and this is it too, you know, like you and I by no means are like the, you know, free range parents. Like we do have brief boundaries, both of us with our kids. Um, Which is important. Yeah. Yes, true. Um, but, you know, I, I brought that thing in with the kids because I, you know, I first started, I was like, okay, we've got to get these kids to fit in with our meal times and mm. they're going to eat this, this and this. And then you have, you know, a couple of kids and they're all completely different and they like mm. different things. And then you're like, you know what, when I was growing up and, you know, I love my mom, I love my family. It wasn't, you know, this isn't this or anything, but she made me sit at the table until I finished eating everything. Yes. And it gave me like, and, and, and I did have a big appetite. So that was good for me. But there was always a point where you're feeling like, no, you got to finish it in, you got to finish it in, there's people starving in the world. And um, then I had this, you know, like I ne- it never flourished into any um, sort of eating disorders or anything mm. like that. But that's where they begin. You know, you're starting there. Yes. It's being told you've got to eat all that and the guilt around if you don't eat it. You know, this this like mm. all the, the emotions that are attached with the food. Mm. Um, and the, again, the conditioning that can come up with it. That it just, it, you know, it breeds this other energy. Mm. Is so deviating from just coming into yourself and saying, you know what, I've left half a plate of food, but I mm. feel really nourished. That's, That's right. And saying in their you're own ultimately way. teaching children by doing that, by forcing the meal. Um, mm. You know, like my grandmother used to make me, they used to get fresh milk delivered, you know, like with the cream on the top, and they used to force yeah. me mm. to, I'd have to yeah. sit at this table and drink this glass of milk. It was disgusting, you know. Yeah. I thought it was at the time, very young. But what you're basically um, teaching your children is, your own feeling about your own body or, you know, even in terms of something as basic as appetite or fullness, mm. what your body is telling you is wrong. And I'm telling you the way that you should do it, which is um, a massive metaphor really for, um, as, as adults, um, yeah. you know, that that sovereignty is taken away on so many different levels. But yeah. I think so teaching children even just those basics is super important to, uh, to give them yeah. um, that sense of sovereignty, yeah. Yeah, and it becomes, for me, full disclosure. Because I've been coming from a background of, you know, that I was brought up and I sort of unraveled myself. And then I thought, okay, how do I bring this as a mom to the family? And there mm. will be times where I'm, you know, I've short-circuited and I'll just react on a, an old way. And then, But mm. I'm always observing myself in the moment and then I, you know, quickly change it around but it's definitely not an easy process when you mm. come from one background of being raised yes um, of course and this is yeah this is another um and it's great because I, love, I always say to the kids mommy's learning alongside you I'm learning how to mm. be a mommy you know I'm learning how to be a, a human being as well as you you're teaching me and I'm teaching you but that yeah and it's a good it's almost like it's a great litmus point um a litmus paper to see for you that right, okay, what is important in that and myself and almost to then strip it away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll kind of sign again. Forgot about that. <laughs> I've got something nice. Hi. Uh, sorry, guys, a little technical hitch then. But sorry. Back, back and running. Um, yeah, so, I, 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 you know, like I said, full disclosure, I find that difficult. I find it, um, it's never a point for me where I can get through a whole week and I can say, Yes, I really embodied that with the kids. I really mm. showed them how to be in that way. 
Um, but it's great. It's like everything. It's a practice. You're learning. You learn along exactly. the way. The more you do it, you fire those neural pathways. Fire, you know, they fire together, they wire together, and it starts to become the norm. And that's been the whole way through. I don't know about you, but finding that is my own guide through sovereignty. Mm. Um, you know, there's always, it's so funny because you, you just turn around and there's another lesson in it or there's another mm. trigger or another, you know, concept that you look at and you think, Wow, thought I had a handle on this. Um, but it's always a process, I guess, like yeah. everything else. <laughs> but yeah, I think I ultimately with, with kids, um, you want to validate your children for exactly who they are. And I think through removing that mm-hmm. conditioning, I mean, everybody is going to be conditioned to a certain level. But to really um, validate your children for exactly who they are, they will learn in a very deep way that they can be themselves without... Um, you know, having to change fundamental aspects of themselves to yeah. fit in with, um, you know, um, a set of standards or a, an external set of standards that's been set for them. Um, mm. Well, yeah, I'll go on, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think that as parents, that's just such an important part of, of parenting um, is, is to teach that. I think that they will grow up, you know, less conflicted about what they should or shouldn't be doing, um, and be able to trust themselves. And I think uh, even as adults, sovereignty really is about trusting yourself and listening to your own inner guide over, you know, um, maybe external factors. I mean, that that's sort of like a huge part of, to me, where sovereignty fits in with um, spirituality and um, to be guided by your own knowing, which I know is, um, we've talked about that before. And I think that's how you phrased it, Lou. And I've always remembered that sentence, to be guided by your own knowing. And I think... Mm. By teaching children sovereignty, you know, you're teaching that at a very early age. And to trust yourself and to trust yourself, um, you know, spiritually as well, to not feel like you have to follow particular doctrines. You know, even new age doctrines have a lot of restrictions. And I think it's about just really, you know, from that side of it, getting in touch with yourself and trusting yourself and being your own guide really is is the spiritual part of self-sovereignty to me. But what do you think about that? Um, well, yeah, I was about to say with the kids. So the main thing that I, you know, all those practices are great, which you said, I, I implement that, um, our version of it also. But the mm. main thing I say to the kids, the kids, like we have this joke family thing where, you know, my husband and he's like, I'm the boss, I'm the boss. And I'm like, no, who's the boss kids? And like me, I'm the boss of me. Mm. I'm the boss. You know, Yeah, that's whole, a good one. Um, teaching them that yes mommy and daddy are here to guide you and like I said before we're by no, by no means free range parents but um, mm. mommy, more in that you were here to show you more of like a buffer for their experience mm. um, ultimately even from age zero, age one it's them, it's them that's leading the way it's them that's mm. making the decisions and giving them that back up in the um, in the knowledge in themselves so mm. you know like my, my eldest he has a lot of questions around everything like he's Mr Curiosity and everything is it um, why does this happen why is that and I always turn it around back to him but what do you think so I'll tell mm. him the answer you know and, yeah. him. and there's been things that we've had conversations about over the years and my you know big big conversations and my mm. opinion has changed of these I used to be an atheist completely mm. and I'd be like oh you know this is where the world thing the way the world was formed and he would be okay and I'd be like but that's mommy's way you know there's other ways there's other mm. people and show him that 
And then my opinion changed and I was learning and I was coming into this field to learn and, and we would talk sometimes about it and I'd say, you know, we're still learning, but I know my feeling inside myself is showing mm. me where to go, showing mm. me a path. Mm. Um, and I think once once you do that and you have that um, basis of the kids, you know, I like I'd have this thing about because I was a really bad teenager that oh my god, my kids are going to get to the teenage years and I'm going to get so much back on me. I feel because, the same way. <laughs> um, and I've had the shits about the teenage years since the kids were born. Like, mm. and I'd have friends that have teenagers and they're telling me, and I just like as soon as they tell me, I just do this thing with my face like oh my god, um, <laughs> you know, like and they're like yeah they done this last night and and I'm on edge like when they're telling me mm. about them. their kids they're like no they're fine they just went out for dinner with their friends and they're back and I'm like but what else like you know yeah yeah I agree um and I feel like I'm trying to do as much as I can to buffer myself for these years ahead Mm, mm -hmm. and I think that like going by giving them giving them that foundation um because I know when I speak with my husband about it he had a different upbringing from me but his he said to me that he would always know the point of where it was going too far and I have to say he is the he's one of the only people that I've met the first thing that appealed to me about him was he was so true in himself and Mm. so himself and so Mm. like no I don't like that yes I do like that and I was like wow wow this is interesting this is new Mm, mm. and and but very very rock solid in it and he'd tell me things about him being a kid and he he got into trouble but he'd know the point where it was just wrong and he'd step away Mm. and he said it was always the way his you know there's right and there's wrong and there's there's good and there's bad but Mm. it's really interesting to see how that flows then into those years yes yes. I think we're at the point you and I with our kids where we're like oh my god they have this formative years Mm. and what they're going to take ahead you know we really need to tread carefully and warily through this time and And it all starts it's all good to start you know at that young age and Mm. yeah it's funny just while you were talking there I was thinking we are actually you know, we're the generation of parents who've been brought up by the baby boomer parents. So we've actually mm-hmm. got one of the biggest kind of hurdles, really, because that kind of parenting was very, very structured and you do what you're told and yeah. um, children should be seen and not heard. And that, that that's kind of like the, the way that we've been brought up in a way or mm-hmm. our parents, you know, um, and parents, parents, obviously going through the war and things like that. So we actually have at the moment as a generation of parents, if that's perpetuated, it will just continue. So oh, it's sort of really a matter of breaking um, <clears throat> breaking those moulds. And it is hard because, you know, we have our own upbringings, you know, to, to uh, have to challenge all those ideas. And um, But so important, so important for the kids. It so is, it so is. And I think these takeaways of, um, of doing that, like I said, there's two sides to the coin. We learn and they learn at the same yes. time. Yes. And then you become then, once you become this sort of spearhead in your family for it, you're then mm-hmm. able to take that into your career, into your friendship groups, mm. into your own family, your mm. greater nuclear family that might have different opinions and different mindsets. And it, But then again, you know, like everything, everything that we'll discuss down the line, everything we've ever discussed, it's, it's um, encouraging to have, a range of viewpoints on every subject there's yes. no right or wrong like yeah. we're this is you know just putting that out there that we're not saying this is the right way to live this is what you've got to do and mm-hmm. um, this is just us coming to try and live our best lives <laughs> but I love that Lou. I love it that you say that about the kids and I'm actually going to start doing that I did that when we talked about death like what is death what happens after you die uh, mm. you know I told them this is only what I think you know people think a lot of different things and then I think the crucial question that you just brought up that you should ask children around those issues is what do you think? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, often children um, 
can be wiser than us in those areas. You know, I think you and I both know that you can actually ask your children those questions sometimes. Um, So it's important to, yeah, to to validate them and to ask them, ask them regularly. What do you think instead of this is how it is? And I think that's, um, that's such a good question. I'm going to start using that. Yeah. And also to have, I find with the kids, because I'm a real big, um, well, this is it. This is me. This is it. And I would see that I'd interrupt them a lot when they were doing mm. things. And it would be, I wouldn't hold that space to just listen. Because, you mm. know, there'd be times you think, <laughs> the kids, you know, and they go, uh, well, I had a dream about it. And in my dream, they're like, I know they're just making this up, but I've got mm. to give them that space. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can be a bit tedious at times, but got to be patient. Yeah. And, but I think, you know, in a wrap-up point, um, mm. time's getting tight, we've got to go. Yes, yeah. Um, any takeaways to give? I know we've got the kids one there, but just from you to the audience um, about how you would go, you know, after this podcast and how you would take that forward. Yeah, I think um, I think as a broad kind of overarching concept, which is sort of slightly different to what we've been talking about, but a different angle just to finish would be that I think we all have an idea of who we think we are and mm. then there is who we actually are. And I think that there is a gap there uh, with all of us. And I think closing that gap is uh, will allow you to feel uh, sovereign in a way, sort of like breaking down the conception of who you think you are and who you are, because who you actually are, and if you are authentically who you are, you are sovereign in the world. And actually I am sitting here just at the park and I was thinking uh, just before I think you conduct yourself differently in the world when you when you are feeling and, and connected to your sovereignty. Yeah. You're not walking yeah. around in this kind of, with this invisible jail of kind of ideas of how things should be or what you should do yeah. and this, yeah. these restrictions. And I think when you step out into the world, like if I think if I'm going to get up and walk through this park, you know, this is mm. my world. These yeah. are it's my trees, you know. This yeah. is for all of us. And yeah. and I think that uh, conducting yourself in a sovereign way is sort of very powerful and can it be is. very empowering. And I think um, that's probably what I'd finish with is just to yeah, feel sovereign and, and embrace that, that personal power. Try it out for a moment. Try it out for a morning. Try it out for a day. Try it out for a week. Try it out yeah. for two weeks. See how far you can make this flow. Mm. Notice the points where it stops and you are right back on to feeling the previous way what mm. made it happen what made that mm. happen what changed your concept of it's it? all a learning process and yeah. you and I are still in the process too you know oh, hell like girl, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> knee deep in it but yeah. loving it yeah still all the all the shadows and the light so yeah well we'll wrap that one up and um amazing excited to nice chatting with you as always Lou you too love I it. look forward um, to the next next potty yeah, see you soon. Enjoy park. Okay. Time. See you, Bye. babe. Bye. Bye.